0: Chapter 2 of the Social Settlement Movement in Chicago by Josephine Hunt Raymond. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 2 The Genesis of the Social Settlement Movement. The social settlement as it exists today in Chicago is the child of the English social settlement. We in America have not hesitated to model our settlements after English ones, which year after year are gaining a stronger hold on the lower classes in the large cities of England by their work of practical reforms. The social settlement as an institution is young. Previous to the founding of Toyney Hall in 1886, in 1885, efficient work had been done among the poor of East London by many philanthropically disposed, among them Charles Kingsley in his capacity of clergyman and by john ruskin as prophet of the beauty of social service it was at oxford that the great impulse to lead the working classes up toward a loftier plane of living originated thomas hill green stirred the moral natures of the young men of oxford by his inspiring teachings in 1860 frederick dennison morris established the Workingmen's college drawing upon cambridge graduates for the teachers of his classes Seven years later, Edward Denison went to the Rev. John Richard Green, vicar of St. Philip's, Stepney, and begged the privilege of living and working among his parishioners. Though endowed with wealth and social rank, Denison took lodgings among the people of the parish, and worked with them the few remaining years of his life. In 1875, Arnold Toynbee, one of the saintliest souls who ever strove to redeem this world from its misery and vice, spent a summer vacation in Whitechapel. Thenceforth, his best thought and effort were given to the needs of society. Toynbee's character is one which fairly thrills one, for its earnestness, its purity, its greatness of purpose. He was the friend and disciple of Thomas Hill Green and John Ruskin, and the guide and counsellor of many of Oxford's strongest and best young men. In 1879 he settled among the poor of East London. He invited workingmen to his lodgings. By his cordiality and spotless character, he won their confidence. He led them to the consideration of social and economic questions. He addressed them on questions of the time, but his frail body yielded to overwork, and he was carried from the platform where he was lecturing to workingmen to his deathbed. He died in 1883. Working men and university scholars alike mourned deeply when the saintly, earnest life went out. It seemed as though a saviour of the poor and the ignorant had suddenly and cruelly been snatched away. The attention of the London well-to-do was at this time centred on the deplorable condition of the poor in East London. Various plans of relief were proposed. Friends mourning Toynbee's untimely death proposed that a hall should be rented for the use of working men and courses of lectures be given for the benefit of the poor, the purpose being to elevate, if possible, the aims in the standard of life in East London. This hall was to be known as Toynbee Hall, in memory of the self-sacrifice of the beautiful spirit which once dwelt here among the lowly. It was further proposed that university men be induced to settle here, and so strengthen, if possible, the bond between the educated and the ignorant, the plan was inaugurated with the greatest success. Toynbee Hall, the first social settlement, was opened January 1st, 1885. With the new year blossomed an idea whose magnitude is only just beginning to be realized. Toynbee Hall is located in Commercial Street, Whitechapel, East London. The warden is the Reverend S.A. Barnett, for many years vicar of St. Jude's. A regular force of residents and a body of associates carry on the work of the settlement, instructional and social. There is at once the classic atmosphere of the university and the home life of the residents. Each resident and associate has some duty which brings him into close touch with the people of Whitechapel. The work of Toynbee Hall is of so diversified a character that it is almost impossible to give any adequate idea of its wide reaching capacity in a few paragraphs. Moreover, essentially, the same work is being done at Hull House, which is, in most senses, the child of Toynbee Hall. The primary aim of Toynbee Hall is to bring the working people of Whitechapel into the social atmosphere of the settlement. The rooms are open to them for clubs or entertainments or business. There are classes in all branches of instruction, and charitable and labor organizations, whose meetings are all held at Toynbee Hall. In every possible sense, Toynbee Hall is the center of the best and highest life of the community. Its connection with the universities is kept strong by frequent visits of students and professors from Oxford and Cambridge, and by university extension lectures. The work is supported by contributions from the universities, by fees from the University Settlement Association, and by sums from interested friends. Residents and visitors pay their board, and expenses are marvelously low for so great a work. Toynbee Hall takes no sectarian nor partisan attitude. All shades of political and religious opinion come together. The position of nearly all the residents on economic and social questions is somewhat more conservative than one might expect. As to religious preferences, there have been among the residents— churchmen, nonconformists, Roman Catholics, Jews, and unsectarians. The absence of official connection with religious effort has thus made it possible to bring together into a working unity a wide variety of men. In this way, an opportunity of social service has been opened to men who never would have associated themselves with any religious movement. The whole of Toynbee Hall life and work, however, has the essential spirit of Christianity in it. Each man shows respect for the convictions of every other. Browning says, Each deed thou hast done dies, revives, goes to work in the world. So the life purpose of Arnold Toynbee, perpetuated in the work of Toynbee Hall, is not confined to that institution. Soon after the establishing of Toynbee Hall in 1885, Oxford House began its work at Bethnal Green, East London. The great point of difference between Toynbee Hall and Oxford House is in their attitude towards religion. The founders of Toynbee Hall removed every obstacle which might come in the way of their work from religious prejudice. Oxford House declared its motto to be the Christian faith. The work is above all religious work. The great aim of the workers is to reconcile the workingmen and the church. With this difference only, the two settlements have the same great aim the unifying of the upper and lower strata of society through the medium of common interests and common life. The social work of Oxford House has been a splendid success. A number of large clubs are under the direct supervision of Oxford House. The largest and most powerful of these, the University Club, starting with less than a dozen members, has increased to a membership of 2,000. Its clubhouse is one of the most attractive in England, with its billiard room, reading room, classrooms, etc. Through the efforts of Mr. P. R. Buchanan, the University Club carries on cooperative enterprises of various kinds, a general store, a boot and shoemakers cooperative society, a dispensary, a loan association, a bookstore, and a large working woman's cooperative association. Oxford House is the center of the Federation of Workingmen's Social Clubs, Embracing forty-three non-political and non-alcoholic clubs with a total of nearly four thousand members. Great good has been done by the secretaries and communities appointed by the residents of Oxford House to investigate sanitary affairs in all matters having to do with high ideals of social citizenship. In eighteen eighty-nine, the woman's branch of Oxford House began work. Its settlement is known as St. Margaret's House. Its aim is to provide a center from which women with time, talent, and experience at their disposal can work to do for the women and girls of Bethnal Green what the Oxford House is doing for the men and boys. Mansfield House, founded in 1890 at Cannington, London, is now well known from the skillful supervision of its warden, Mr. Percy Alden. The following words of praise have been written of Mansfield House the Mansfield House, leads all the other settlements of the world in grappling with the problem of poverty, and with the problem of the unemployed. Some idea of the immense work on the hands of the Mansfield Home during the past year may be gained from the fact that the weather was colder in London than in New York, that the people were unprepared for it, and that under these conditions not less than twelve thousand men were out of work, and that of this number Most had not been able to make any provision for this emergency. Mansfield House fed from six to eight thousand persons a day. The inhabitants forming the community in which Mansfield House is located are dockers, occupying miles of streets in their little four- or six-roomed houses, two or more families in every house. The district is not so degraded as Whitechapel or Bethnal Green, but furnishes nevertheless abundant opportunities for good work of every kind. In many respects, Mansfield House is the most comprehensive of all the social settlements. It includes religious as well as educational work of the most thorough kind. There are many clubs, one devoted to working men who are given training in citizenship, another to youth who receive instruction in handicraft and various other organizations. The settlement of women's workers found in 1892, may be found at Canningtown, East London. This settlement has been developed upon a religious, though not sectarian, basis. The work of the settlement has been done principally along two lines, visiting the homes of the people and helping agencies already in existence, as the factory girls' club, mothers' meetings, the medical mission, the children's cheap dinners in the winter, and in the summer the flower mission and children's country holidays. Leighton Hall Neighborhood Guild at Kentish Town, London, was founded in 1889. The originator of the project, Dr. Stanton Coyt, said of the settlement, We hope to make a moral oasis of it. The very name, Neighborhood Guild, suggests the fundamental idea which this new institution embodies, namely that, irrespective of religious belief or non-belief, all the people, men, women, and children in any one street Or any small number of streets in every working district of London shall be organized into a set of clubs which are by themselves or in alliance with those of other neighborhoods to carry out or induce others to carry out all the reforms, domestic, industrial, educational, provident, or recreative, which the social ideal demands. At the outset, a true insight into the spirit and methods of the guild will perhaps be gained most readily by noting that it is an expansion of the family idea of cooperation. One of the growing settlements of London, founded in 1889, is Trinity College Settlement at Camberwell, South London. This has already become a most important factor in social life among the workingmen of its community. The settlement followed the establishment of Trinity Mission in 1885. The residents are a clerical staff and a number of lay residents, the settlement will be a Cambridge house in time, sustaining the same relation to Cambridge as Oxford House does to Oxford. Attention is paid to intellectual, manual, and athletic training, while the cultivation of social needs is not neglected. Trinity Court, as the settlement is called, is now the headquarters for a federation of workingmen's clubs of South London. A popular settlement, and one not distinctly a university settlement. Is that known as University Hall, founded in 1891, mainly by the efforts of Mrs. Humphrey Ward? University Hall is situated in Gordon Square, in the west central part of London, about a half a mile from the Chancery Lane slums. The movement which resulted in the founding of University Hall is identified with the Unitarian Church. Mrs. Ward's object was to give free scope to a new spirit of Christian discipleship. Beyond sympathy with the general work of the Hall, residents might be as liberal as possible in religious matters. The study of social and industrial questions has always been prominent in the minds of the founders and residents, and lecture courses are given on subjects calculated to enlighten the working people regarding the great needs of the time and the best methods to supply those needs. I will speak of only one more settlement of London, the Woman's University Settlement, founded in 1887. Much of the splendid work done by the residents of this settlement was inspired by Miss Octavia Hill of London, famed for her tenement work with John Ruskin. One of the residents, under the direction of Miss Hill, manages seven quarts of cottages near the settlement, collecting rents, supervising repairs, trying to prevent overcrowding, and visiting the tenants in a friendly way. Much attention is paid to the recreation of the children of the neighborhood. There are classes, clubs, and entertainments, as in the other settlements. Other settlements in London are as follows. Allcroft Road, Neighborhood Guild, Northwest London. Mayfield House, Bethnal Green, East London. Newman House, South East London. Robert Browning Hall, South London. Bermondsey Settlement, South East London. Woman's House of Bermondsey Settlement, London, Pembroke College Mission, London, College of Women Workers, London, York House, North London, Friends New East and Mission, East London, and Rugby House, West London. Outside of London, the following settlements have been organized. University Settlement Scheme, Manchester, England, Toynbee House, Glasgow, Scotland, Student Settlement, Glasgow, Scotland, Chalmers University Settlement, Edinburgh, New College Settlement, Edinburgh, and Arinsha, the House of Brotherly Love, in Kyoto, Japan. The social settlement in America is, as been said, the child of the English social settlement, and differs but little from it in kind, or in the means employed to inspire the community in which it carries on its work. The first social settlement of New York was founded by Mr. Stanton Coit in 1887. He began his work of reform and socialization by inviting to his own apartments, which he had rented in a tenement house in New York, a number of young men and formed a men's club. The number increased so that a basement of the tenement in which he lived was rented as a club room. The clubs increased in number, one being formed for young women, one for little girls, and one for little boys soon a kindergarten came into being these various organized bodies now become very numerous form the neighborhood guild the motto of the guild is order is our basis improvement our aim and friendship our principle the guild's methods of entertainment and education are like those of toynbee hall there are clubs of many kinds classes in clay modeling wood carving debating public declamation parliamentary practices singing, drawing, gymnastic and military drill. Every opportunity is given for social leaven of the right sort to work upon the people who come to the club rooms. Moreover, the idea of practical reform is constantly held before the minds of the members. These small fees collected from the members aid in keeping the streets of the immediate neighborhood clean during the summer. Relief is often afforded the sick from the same source. It is estimated that no less than forty social settlements have followed the lead of the neighborhood guild in the United States. These settlements differ but little in their ultimate ends, though the personnel and convictions of the residents shape the particular policy of each institution. The principal settlements in New York City at the present time are as follows New York College Settlement, East Side House, Association House, Church Settlement House. Alumni College House Settlement, Community House, Phelps Settlement, All Souls Friendly Aid House, Nurses Settlement, and Union Theological Seminary Settlement. In Buffalo, New York, Westminster House is doing social settlement work with success. In Philadelphia, the following social settlements have been established Philadelphia Settlement, Princeton House, Minster Street Neighborhood Guild and St. Peter's House. There are several flourishing settlements in Boston, among them the following—Denison House, Andover House, Boston College Settlement, Epworth League House, Dorothea House, and Hale House. In Louisville, Kentucky, the Louisville Neighborhood House has recently been opened. The King's Daughters have found the King's Daughters Settlement in Des Moines, Iowa even in the far west the idea of the social settlement is favorably received the man's in west oakland california was founded not long since thus the movement has gained a strong foothold throughout our land the forces at work in the settlement have their roots in human sympathy with this beginning expansion comes as naturally and as easily as the plant grows upward to the light the greatest need of the human heart today is for sympathy for friendship, for cordiality. We may have most elaborate schemes for relieving the condition of the poor, but if we omit sympathy in our direct dealings with them, we shall have a body of charity without the soul of love in it. End of chapter 2